We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back, motherfuckers, to another episode of Rams Uncensored. I am your host, Tommy Avance, along with my co-hosts, Brian Juwano and Mark Lujan. We've been gone for a minute. How you guys doing today, boys? I'm drinking a White Claw, and it made me real fancy, and I'm touching myself, and yeah, hi. Hi! I'm ready to get this shit going. It's been too long, guys. It has, it has. Apologize, everybody, for the, you know, disappearance. Uh, we had a little, uh, we took a little break, because you know what? We can do whatever the fuck we want. I know you guys missed us. Don't try to lie. Don't try to lie. You know you did. How we doing today, Brian? Good, man. You know, I was trying to shave my butt hairs and I was having a hard time. So I think that can just, we can just chalk that off is why it took us so long to get back on the air. But I'm good. My butt's nice and smooth. Drinking the claw, we're good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that W last week. Um, much needed win against the Chicago Bears, seventeen to seven. And if there was another quarter left, it probably would have been a much uh, wider margin because in the fourth quarter it just looked like the Chicago Bears ran out of gas. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I really loved uh, the game flow. Right, the way they decided to to play it out. You know, when you're playing a team with a good defense, in my opinion, when you're coaching, you should attack their strengths, not avoid them. And that's exactly what they did. Um, I agree, man. Uh, Let me tell you, uh, you know, I was down there on the field before the game for the flag ceremony, and I was about five feet away from Coach Nagy. Uh, Trubisky was right there. The little midget was right there. Those guys were all somber as fuck. They weren't hyped up. They weren't ready to play football, man. They're just going through the motions. You could tell. It was one of those Rams are going to come out there and stomp them. But, you know, the Bears have a good defense, so sticking to a game plan of running the ball right at them, taking Khalil Mack out of the game, it was beautiful. It really was. Yeah, was there anything um, from the game that you took away from it, Mark? I know uh, we had a good time at the tailgate. And uh, missed a lot of opportunities in there for memories, I would just say. But we got a lot of photos, you know, so you can remember the yeah, game that some way. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> took some photos I don't remember. Um, did some things I didn't remember. Uh, you know, the the game was good from you know what I saw. It, it was uh, it was nice to sit there and enjoy a Sunday primetime game. Totally. Uh, totally gone for the most part but it's still fun uh, i enjoyed the game i enjoyed you kind of calling the plays that were, <laughs> were going to transpire on the field uh putting the, the ball or putting the, the game on todd Gurley's back was the best thing i've seen all year and it worked and i think that's our formula and we got to stick with it the rest of the year yeah it's one thing when you're at the game you know a lot of people there's Ram fans all over the world, and, and the ones that don't live here don't fly in for the games, watch them on TV, right? And it's it's a completely different atmosphere when you're a season ticket holder and you go to pretty much all the home games. And, and you, Mark, have been to most of the home games this year um, with that seven-hour drive from Tucson. So kudos to you, bro, for making it out here and, and helping us with that home field advantage. A week in and week out, man. It's really awesome. And it's great to have you and your family out here, too, as well. Yeah, and we'll be back in, what, two, three weeks for Seattle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think we've missed one home game so far. Just the Bucks, oh, right? then Yeah, just the Bucks, and then obviously we're going to miss the Ravens game on Monday. But yeah. we'll definitely be there in spirit. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm actually really looking forward to this game. Um, But going back to Chicago, yeah, when we were sitting there in the seats – I love to watch the team break the huddle and try to figure out based on how the defense lines up where they can where the opportunities lie and I hit two plays right on the head as they were developing. I called the Josh Reynolds touchdown pre-snap because he had the wide side in the slot and uh as soon as he he made his break with that single high, I'm screaming, "Go, go, go!" You know, and he saw him and he chucked it perfectly. Jared Goff's deep ball is phenomenal, man. He dropped it right in there for him. Unfortunately, 
it got called back for holding, but it is what it is. I mean, it, it, Josh Reynolds it, it doesn't get enough opportunities, in my opinion. It's just because we have a deep wide receiver core that, for some reason, people have this, you know, misconception that he can't play football. You know, they he was drafted in right after Cooper Cup, okay, in the very next round. He could have easily been the one that got pushed, you know, or that got elevated. It could have been the other way around is my point, right? When you have a deep position group on your team, when you get drafted, you may be a, a number one or a number two on another team, but our team, on our team, you're a four or five. It is what it is. Doesn't mean you can't play is my point. No, you're exactly right about that. Jay Ray is a phenomenal player. He just doesn't get the reps. Um, you've seen what he could do when he actually does, and Goff is looking for him. It was like last year he kind of didn't trust him when he was in the games, but slowly you see that relationship between him and Goff developing, and it's a thing of beauty. I'll tell you who can't play, though. Freaking Michael Thomas, man. That guy, he, he fits all the bill on paper, and he gets separation, but, man, that ball hits him in the hands, and good Lord, that thing's going to fall to the ground. That guy cannot play. They need to fucking get rid of his ass next year. When I saw him line up and, and get out there, I was uh, the first thing I said, Brian, was he's still on our team? <laughs> Dude, I didn't even know he was still on our team. I'm like, how can a guy get drafted by the previous regime, the coaching regime, and do nothing in the NFL this long and still have a roster spot. Do you think he has naked pictures of somebody? Dude, I tell you what, he must have the best job in the NFL because he's just been sitting there on that rookie contract hardly doing a damn thing, dude. Like, he gets called on, like, twice a year. Like, two plays. Yeah, he's just a camp all-star is what he is, a practice all-star, whatever you want to call him. And he just disappears in games. He fits the bill. I mean, he's tall. He's fast. He gets separation. It's just he can't catch a fucking ball, so who cares? Kind of sounds like somebody we've had in the past, too, but he just wasn't quite as tall. We've had a few, yeah. Which one are you speaking of? Oh, uh, Brandon Bates' favorite wide receiver in the league, Tavon Austin. (laughs) Oh yeah. fuck! No, Michael Thomas is garbage. We should have kept Cardell Harge over um, over him. That's what me and Tommy, right, Tommy? We said that during cuts. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and by and by the way, it wasn't a holding call that took that touchdown back. It was it was an illegal formation. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, now I remember. Oh. Kind of. I don't remember what the call was, but I, I remember <laughs> it that it got back. called back. It, you know, Paul was like, there's a flag, there's a flag, as we're cheering. And I was like, I don't care. I got it right. <laughs> I don't care. I got it right. I'm like, RVD giving myself the thumbs to my shoulders. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I believe it was Michael Thomas that wasn't lined up correctly. Oh, God. <laughs> Make perfect sense. <laughs> just, to throw, just to throw a little salt in that wound. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, but we uh, we got to see the reemergence of Todd Gurley, um, Robert Woods being out um, at the last minute. I don't know if that flipped the game plan 
that quickly, but we did hear that Sean McVay went up to Todd Gurley in the in the locker room and said, "You ready to work today?" So maybe he did. Let's just say this: I'm hoping he didn't do that because Robert Woods was out. Do you guys agree? Look, there's one thing that tells me that it had nothing to do with Robert Woods, and it's something I've been calling for for a while: is a fucking fullback. Okay. They, they they ran a fullback. I've been saying Johnny Munt could run fullback, and Lord fucking, albeit, they fucking lined him up in some fucking weird form of fullback, but with that being in the game plan, that tells me that they had planned on running the ball, so I don't even think it matters. And obviously, Jared Goff fucking lets the guy's wide fucking open. He's having a hard time right now. That's a lot of fucking, Brian. Just want to let you know. Fuck you. <clears throat> but, yeah, no, just to, to piggyback off what, what Brian says, uh, yeah, I think that was the game plan. I think McVeigh regretted not doing that sooner the game before when Todd was 12 for 73. And clearly he was, you know, on pace to probably break 100 that game. And he probably, he probably could have carried us that entire game. But, you know, it, it is what it is. He learned from his mistake. And hopefully this is the case moving forward. And our run game is back, and that opens up everything, you know, in the play action. And Goff, you know, can sit back there and make have time to make better throws, and we get back to scoring some points. Yeah, I, I yeah. that's what I was saying about that situation was I was hoping that wasn't the case because that means our coach is doing his job right. He's not he's not flipping the script because at the last minute one of his three superstar wide receivers is not going to show up to work, and one of them was already out with a concussion. So he was down to one. So if he did have that play game plan all along, regardless of who was available, I'm very, very encouraged. If not, mm, I still feel the same. Well, I mean, we'll definitely see come Monday. I mean, if there's a weakness on that fucking Raven defense, I think the Browns pointed it out pretty good. You just run the fuck out of the ball at them. So yeah, we don't come out in the ball. Yeah, if we don't come out running the ball on those guys and we start just airing it out, um, yeah, maybe McVeigh hasn't got it through his head. But I have this feeling they're going to run the fuck out of the ball again. Yeah, and his job as a head coach is to game plan on a weekly basis to his opponent. I don't care what your pl- your base playbook is. I don't care. Your job is to have build your your job is to build a playbook weekly to face any one particular opponent. And it's always going to be a different game plan if you're a successful head coach. Bill Belichick has proved that over the last 20 years. He runs stuff all the time. It it looks like a different offense sometimes in in different games. Same with his defense. He'll change it up if he has to to get that you, I tell you what I do want to see in the game plan, and I know it's not a run, but I do want to see some double moves ran at fucking Marcus Peter. I'll tell you what. Josh Reynolds... Or Brandon Cooks on a double move, and and dude, it's it's over, it's over. Yeah, he's gotta... he bites, he bites so hard because that's that's his instinct. He's, he plays like a safety, you know. Well, and... they got that. Yeah, Marcus Peters better hope that he has a lot of help over the top with um, Earl Thomas because they're gonna go for it. Yeah, and as long as you know, that's what I don't think Marcus did a good enough job of when he was on the Rams is communicating with his safeties. I see him kind of doing that more now. Um, and they're 
allowing him to play the way he likes to play. Um, and that's the right thing to do. He's a special player when you let him do what, what he does. You know, he's just not a man corner. He's not. And it's crazy to see to see that he's like number one in Pro Bowl voting at cornerback. Did you guys notice that? Oh, he should be. Yeah. He should be. And I, and I didn't think he was playing terribly when he was with us this year. He actually was playing decently. Had he been lined up, you know, on the other side of Jalen Ramsey, if we're fortunate enough to keep him and not trade him away, I, I still think he's balling out right now, especially with it's the addition of Ramsey. It wouldn't work because we would be running man, and he doesn't do man. I, I still, on the other side, I feel like he would still make a difference. He wouldn't. And, and, or I will say this. I agree with Brian because we had Talib. Talib's a man corner. And you can't have a man corner in his own corner on your team starting. It did, We tried it. It didn't work. That's why he's a Raven. Yep. Absolutely. It's unfortunate. Fair enough. Look, it's, it's unfortunate, but look, that's Marcus just a fact. Peters, Marcus Peters played his heart out for us, and he's a great player. And he was in a scheme that didn't fit him. So... He made some plays for us, but it was pretty obvious he wasn't a scheme fit, and we did him a favor sending him to a place where he could thrive because he's in a contract year. So, if anything, he should be fucking just thanking us oh, for sending him away. Absolutely, because he gets to be him, and he gets to play on a team that historically has been competitive um, since they moved to Baltimore from Cleveland. So, it, yeah, he's... He's got to be excited that he gets to play the game the way he likes to play it. And good for him. I like Marcus, man. He's a good guy, you know. He may be misunderstood. He's a little misunderstood, but, you know, he's a good kid. But think about that contract he's going to get this offseason. Yeah. He's gonna no, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, and he'll and he'll probably stay with that team, you know. I mean, why wouldn't you if, you, if they can pay you and – you can thrive and do what you want to do because let's be honest if you take the money somewhere else and they don't and they try to do the same thing we did shove a square peg into a round hole that money isn't going to last long because eventually they're going to trade you or cut you or whatever the case may be so make sure that where you go they're going to let you be you it's not just about money it's about longevity and it's about your happiness and if you're not happy playing in a certain scheme What's the point of showing up to work? It's there's no different than any one of our jobs, you know. You you don't want to be driving to work, putting your head down, going, "Oh, I'm dreading this." You want to be, you know, you want to be in a good mood and be happy to be there. And I think right now that's where he's at, and it's good to see. Yeah. So, so what do you what do you guys think about our offensive line? You know, with the performance that they had against the Bears defense, how do they fare against the Ravens defense? And their well, their defensive line, front seven, wherever. It's a limited sample size. First off, you have to look at it. I understand Goff didn't get sacked, but he only dropped back eighteen times, so it's very limited. And out of those eighteen times, I think there was five or six plays where Khalil Mack was actually in coverage. So while they played pretty well, it's got to be a consistent thing. We've had games where we've played well, and then the next game we fall apart. So I don't know what to think coming into this Ravens game. I know they have a lot of uh, exotic looks. Um, Wink Martindale does a great job as a defensive coordinator over there. So they're going to throw a lot of weird looks. It's a young line. Um, That's why I say just run the fuck out of the ball and keep it fucking simple. Yeah, I mean, these are two defenses that have been completely – changed since that trade with 
Marcus Peters and us acquiring Jalen Ramsey. I believe I read that it was like since week seven, they're the number Ravens have the number one defense and we have the number two defense since week seven. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a dog fight. Yeah, it should be. And we'll, we'll dive into more of that in a minute. We want to take a little quick break and, uh, Give a little shout out to one of our sponsors, my bookie. Here they are. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you can t- choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball, it's time to get off the sideline and get in the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back in the game. Best of all, if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you were to deposit $2,000, you can get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. If you're looking a little low stakes, put $100, they'll give you $50. You'll be good to go with some free money. Just use the promo code MASSIVELATEFEE to activate this offer. Once again, that's promo code MASSIVELATEFEE to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And we're back. Thanks for that, MyBookie. Um, Yeah, guys, sign up and enjoy, man. Sports gambling is a lot of fun. Just don't be a sucker, and if you have an addictive personality, you might want to stay away from it. Or just don't do it. Or do it. Yeah. Whatever tickles your whistle, buddy. Whatever tickles your pickle. Whatever tickles your pickle. Lame's uncensored. So let's let's dive into this, gentlemen. Uh Obviously, we know we got the Ravens this week. It's going to be a fun matchup. Monday night football at the Coliseum. The Rams decided to run a little scout offense this week and throw in our boy uh, John Wolford out there to uh, run some plays to basically try to imitate Lamar Jackson as much as possible. A lot of people may not know, but John Wolford played for Wake Forest, played against Lamar Jackson in college, and Basically beat that ass. I know John Wolford threw for five touchdowns that day. Lamar Jackson for one. Numbers didn't look that good. I'm not saying John's as good as Lamar, but the dude can play and he sure as hell can run. So I think that was a good idea to get a little work in this week in practice. What do you guys think? What do you think, Brian? I think, uh, is John Wolford okay? Like they ran the option against. Aaron Donald is, I mean, is he alive right now? Is he going to be there on Sunday? Um, but no, no, no. I think, I think it's a great idea. Obviously every week you got to throw something out there in the practice squad and you got to get those guys ready. And, um, I think that he is a mobile quarterback. So it at least opens their eyes a little bit. Obviously nothing is going to be quite like Lamar Jackson other than a Michael Vick or a Randall Cunningham back in the day. But, um, yeah, you gotta you gotta practice for what you're gonna expect, right? So, good on them, Mark. 
Yeah, and you got to do what you got to do to prepare as best you can. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to have John Wolford on the practice squad, and he could, you know, he has some wheels. So, and it's not like we don't have experience against quarterbacks that could run. We play that quarterback in Seattle twice a year, and then, I mean, we're going to end up seeing Kyler Murray. So, you know, it's going to. And we we played Patrick Mahomes last year, so we're, you know, we're not a. we're not, you know, we have experience against those type of quarterbacks. Maybe Lamar Jackson's on a t- another level than that. I don't know yet. I haven't seen him play against our defense. I've watched him briefly, but I'm just he's a highlight he's reel. Different. He's different. I'll tell you what I have seen. For one, we play against Russell Wilson twice a year. So we do see a quarterback that can run and move around in the pocket be elusive and get the ball down the field. And Aaron Donald has a field day with guys like that because we all know how fast Aaron is. Um, What I think, okay, so I'll give you an example. My sophomore year in high school, we played against Artesia. They ran an offense that was run base 90% of the time. It was very uncreative. Um, they didn't throw the ball much. They ran, uh, I guess you would call it a wishbone, where they have three running backs in the backfield and you don't know who's going to get the ball. So in the first quarter, uh, they ran the ball on us probably like 60 yards down the field on the first drive, and I called a timeout. <laughs> you know, I, I, I pulled my teammates to the side, and I'm like, guys, stop chasing the misdirections. Just keep your eyes on the ball. Stay home, follow the ball from when it leaves the center's fucking hands, and stay home and watch where it's going, especially the defensive linemen. Stay in your gaps, stay home, get your hands on their chest, and use their weight against them. Move side to side so you can see what's going on, and so the linebackers can do their thing and safeties and whatnot. So when you're really an aggressive defense... These types of offenses can really bite you in the ass. So the fact that they don't throw the ball very much, you might want to not pass rush so much. Just stand them up, find out where they're going, and go knock them in the mouth. Absolutely. And I think the offense you're thinking of might be the wing T offense, actually. Maybe. I don't don't remember. Wing wing T, I think, does have three in the backfield, and it's all off of misdirection, like, played in it in high school so yeah it's just like playing it's like fucking hot potato and you got a 52 yard wide field which they'll use against you if you're not if you're being too aggressive and you're jumping the first uh direction that the quarterback goes you know he might you know drop back to his right and then turn to his left and hand it to you know the other guy who's going the other way you that's why you just gotta wait wait for them to come to you they're seven yards off the ball like dude just wait they're coming this way, you know. Don't overthink it. it when mean, teams like this, it's yeah. going to be more of like mano y mano. We're going to fight, and we're going to see who can score the most points and win this game. It's not going to be no chess match, in my opinion, at all. Look, the Ravens, like like you said, they run the ball, and they run all this misdirection. And Lamar's having a hell of a day, you know, throwing the ball right now. But if you just take away the run game and you make him a passer, like – they don't really have that many weapons, man. They got Hollywood Brown, and he's a burner. 
But other than that, they got three tight ends. And Willie Sneed, he might as well be a fucking linebacker out there running a fucking wide receiver because he's slow as fuck. So make the guy fucking pass the ball on you. Make him fucking beat you and make that secondary of ours earn their money. Yeah, and it's like Tommy says, you know, you just got to stay home. You got to watch the ball and go after it. The Rams are number one in pressure rate without blitzing, I believe. Yep. And so we don't need to do it, you know, if, if we don't have to. We could, you know, we have the cheat code and Aaron Donald. He's going to get there, you know, he's going to get his. And, you know, you got Clay back. So this defense, you know, they're, they're kind of the perfect defense to go up against the Lamar Jackson in that kind of offense, in my opinion. I'm, I'm absolutely excited for this game. I haven't been this excited for a game in a long time because this is a different animal than we faced in a while and that a lot of people are facing and they're struggling. But there was a game this year where the Cleveland Browns beat the brakes off of them. We all saw it. And they, they, they out-physicaled them. They ran the ball down their throat. And they smoked them, 42 to 20-something, man. So I'm sure they watched a lot of that film this week. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, it's got it's got to be put in Todd Gurley's hands. We got to get Hendo in the mix. Uh, Malcolm Brown should be playing, right? I mean, I know he had a kid that shouldn't keep him from playing, but we have three solid running backs, and there's no excuse that we should not get the, the running game going. It's going to be crucial to getting the win. Yeah, I agree. So we have a new sponsor on the show, Uh-oh. and it is pretty funny, but we are not going to read it just yet. We're going to take a quick break, and we're doing something different. I think we are we might be one of the most innovative podcasts with an idea that we came up with recently that when we take breaks, we are going to play music from local bands all over the country. You want to send us your tracks, you can email me at thomasavarance at gmail.com, and we will play your tracks on our show to get your name out there, to get your music out there. Um, I grew up in the music industry. I think it's something cool that we can do for people that are trying to get their music out there. So a good friend of mine sent me a couple tracks from his band. Um, uh, They're called Sunflower Dead. They've toured with Korn multiple times, but are still looking for their first record deal. And they're pretty good. So, uh, everybody, this is a Sunflower Dead debut on Rams Uncensored with Victim. Enjoy.
Welcome back to Rams Uncensored. I'm your host, Tommy Vance, with Brian Juana and Mark Lujan. That was Sunflower Dead with Victim. I hope the audience enjoyed that track, and if so, you can follow them on any of the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sunflower Dead, check them out, man. They're good guys, and they got great music. Having said that, we do have a new sponsor for the show, and it's pretty uncensored. Which is just odd because, you know, Big Heads and uh, Ramstock Radio, uh, Ramstock overall provided this new sponsor. And we we did the read for the first time on Ramstock Radio this week. And for any of you who haven't listened to that show, I'm also the co-host of that one as well. And that's a little bit more of a PG show. Um, and so Derek, our host, read that on the air and... I literally, I mean, when he does the reads, I always mute my microphone, you know, and so in this case, muting your microphone is probably the best thing to do when you're not reading it because it's so damn funny. I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. Like, it would have been unreal if I kept my mic on while he was reading it. It was awkwardly funny to hear it coming from Derek, of all people. So having said that, you got this, Mark? I'm fucking ready. Let's do this. Handle it. All right, guys. Support for Big Heads comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed tubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. 
That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has designed the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, which is where I love to use it. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their <laughs> perfect, pa- perfect package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, smelling nice down there. And use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. Nah, that's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Ah, yes, your balls stink. Yeah. Speaking of sweaty balls, I am thankful for their crop reviver. The product also with the crop preserver keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking, and these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help you set the mood if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Need to get those for sure. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, lawnmower <laughs> 2.0 baby i want the lawnmower 2.0 oh so let's run I'm that saying, back i'm saying all of you guys one just just so you know that's it sounds amazing dude i could not my address is listening to Derek read that oh my god <laughs> fuck oh it was so bad oh, I, I was excited it. about that like man like as I was reading I was like oh no shit like I need to get this so the funny part about the whole situation with Derek is I didn't have the read yet I didn't have it I didn't even know we had a new sponsor he just dropped it on us while we were on the air and started reading it and I had my mic muted because I always mute it while he's doing the ad reads and I had no idea that was coming that's why I was laughing so hard because I couldn't believe the stuff he was saying. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what's going on here? It was ridiculous, dude. No, and it's funny because in the Slack chat, I asked him because I seen him put that in there. And I saw the name and I was like, what is this fucking pube styling? <laughs> and like, I was just fucking joking. <laughs> it literally is. <laughs> dude, it literally is. If you is. want your pube salad tossed. Go to manscaped.com and they'll toss your fucking pubes. Tell you what, man, I'm looking forward. I'm being out here in Arizona, those those boxer briefs. Dude, <laughs> give me some of those for sure. That's happening. Hey, no no more no more cornmeal down your pants, guys. We can have a much more clean and effective way. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, you know what to expect from me from Christmas, boys. <laughs> dude, dude I'm going to save a couple bucks and I'm going to send you some cornstarch, homie. <laughs> Where is it? I'm trying to find. So when we were joking around, I was joking around about the ad earlier, and Drew 
made a funny uh, play on words, uh, making up, you know, his own ad or whatever. And he said, you're trying to get some tush, but have too much bush. <laughs> Manscaped is here to provide the proper cut to enter the butt. Manscaped, cut out the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Drew with the KO. Good job, buddy. That shit was hilarious. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know all kinds of shit is running through Brian's head right now. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over here chilling, boys. Just chilling. I got, I gotta say, you know, that there is this part in there, you know, it says do not read, and you know, talk about, you know, a funny incident while you're manscaping. Does anybody have one? Like, I, like I'm sure we all do. <laughs> I'm sure we've all nicked our dick or our nuts <laughs> trying to clean it up down there, man. It's no fun. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've nicked it pretty good, and you know, uh, needless to say, I don't need a vasectomy anymore. So, you know, my favorite thing to do is have that electric razor, you know, and just fucking way up there in the grundle just trying to fucking get get those little fucking hairs out of there. Yeah, dude. Fuck, yeah. All right, Brian, you're scaring me. The taint is the oh, most the dangerous the, part. The, the, the twatter? The twatter. <laughs> the spot between the twat and the shitter. Well, so... The Rams are obviously wearing the color rush uniforms this Monday. Um, they are undefeated in the color rush uniforms since they've been brought into existence. Um, so that's good news, right? That is absolutely yeah. great juju going into Monday night. Yeah, I'll take that good luck charm. Anything we can get at this point, and like I said before, I think this game is exciting for multiple reasons, but most importantly, I think... We're going to find out this week what we're really made of. You guys agree? No, absolutely. This is the game that's going to tell us what we're going to do moving forward and if we're that team that is going to make the push for the playoffs again. Yeah, the 49ers have a, you know, the three-week gauntlet coming up this week with the, you know, the Packers this week and then uh the Ravens and then the Saints. So we're going to find out what they're really made of too. Uh, their record um, is what it is. They they you play who's in front of you. All right. I don't want to hear the schedule week crap. Who cares? You know the fact of the matter is you got to play who's in front of you, and and they beat a lot of teams in front of them. Some good, a lot not so good. Um, yeah. Let's let's figure. Let's pay close attention to a lot of these teams coming up. Not just our own division, but you know the Vikings. We got to watch the Seahawks. Those are the two teams that are keeping us out of the playoffs at the moment. Yeah, I think I think that I've looked at all of their schedules, and all of their remaining schedules are much more difficult than the Rams. The Rams had to play the tougher opponents more, you know, earlier in the season. We still have a handful of competitive, you know, good teams to play left. And let's not overlook Arizona. We got to play them twice, and they they look pretty decent. You know, yeah, no, they're definitely not going to sleep on. Tommy, if you want to look at the strength of schedule remaining, the Rams have the toughest schedule remaining, and the Niners have the second toughest. I'm not saying that that really, but by strength of schedule standards, it is. Do you really think that the Rams' remaining schedule is more difficult than 49ers? 
by strength of schedule standards, yes. I don't yeah, think without, it I, is, I don't, but yeah. personally, personally, don't think it is. But by record remaining, it is a fraction harder. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it is either. It's uh, I think the Niners have it a lot worse. I mean, like you said, they have a gauntlet of games, which is you know starts Sunday with the Packers. And that's going to be a tough, tough road for them. Um, they'll be lucky to come out of that, you know, one and two, in my opinion. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. Like, hey, maybe they are for real, and maybe they come out of that unscathed. And good for them if they do, and fucking shitty for us if they do. But like, that's the beautiful thing about fucking football. You got to go out there and play the fucking game every fucking week. You got to go out there and play the game. Saints went fucking at home against Atlanta two weeks ago and got their fucking ass kicked. So you just never fucking know, man. That's the beautiful thing about the NFL. The way I see it is we control our own destiny. We went out. We end up, what, 12-4? and four? There's no way that a 12-4 and four record isn't making the playoffs. No, because you look at teams like Green Bay and Minnesota because they have to play each other. Like, there's yep. teams that have to play each other. The Niners have to play us. The Niners have to play the fucking Seahawks. Like, it's all a big fucking circle jerk, and who's the fucking biscuit? Yep, and the NFL does have a funny way of balancing itself out. So, I'm just, I'm just glad that we're playing Monday because there is a lot of great games on Sunday. And be able to just sit back, relax on Sunday watch some good games, hope for certain teams to lose, and then on to Monday. Yeah, a lot of people get get butthurt about, you know, the bye week and then games, you know, weeks like this where we have a Monday game, but I love it because it gives me the opportunity on Sunday to watch other teams play, to watch um, upcoming opponents, to watch our division, right, our competition, see how they're doing, to size up the rest of the league, period. It gives us that opportunity, so I actually enjoy it. Yeah, no, and, you know, being at the game last week, you know, had I not been at the game, I would have been zoned in on the Ravens and the Houston Texans game, and obviously we all know how that score ended up. It was a complete blowout. Yeah, what happened there? Because I didn't even watch any highlights this week or anything. I just saw the score, and I'm like, wow, what the hell happened there? hard to say i mean the texans did have a thursday night game this week and they obviously won against the colts last week but or yesterday but it's it's hard to say i mean i don't think the the texans have a very good defense that's just putting it you know simple i just don't think they do yeah but do you think their defense uh the baltimore ravens defense is good enough to hold the houston texans to seven that that was rough well, I watched part of it, just so you know. So now we got somebody Let's here who actually said, let it out, bud. So I watched part of it. There was a lot of shooting themselves in the butt. They weren't trying to run the ball. They were going for it on fourth down. They were just doing a lot of stupid shit. And it was just one of those games that compounded on itself. Like, it could have easily been a close game, but it just compounded on itself and became that trickle effect where it just rolled downhill like a fucking snowball. And yeah, they dude, they went for it on fourth down like 
three times and gave up on points and there was a lot of shit that happened. So it was just one of those games that nothing went the right way. The ball didn't bounce the right way and they just got their ass kicked. So hearing you say that, you know, we, we did that against the Steelers and then earlier against the Niners in the season, you know, where we went for it on a fourth down that we probably shouldn't have. We probably should have just taken the points or we're too far back where we should have just punted it. So, I mean, when it comes to Monday night, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a coaching duel as well as it is, as you know, the players getting it out on the field. We got to play it smart. So we can't, you know, take those chances and, you know, go for it on fourth down and give Lamar Jackson in the offense a short field to work with. But we just got to make good decisions out there. And uh, hopefully there's not too many of those tough decisions to make for McVay because, a lot of the times this year, it seems like he's kind of chosen wrong. But um, it's going to have to literally be a perfect game for us on both sides of the ball to to be in the game with them and to win it. Because it could get ugly real quick. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just thinking about grooming my balls after hearing that fucking promo, guys. I mean, I'm already lost on the game. I'm just like, dude, how can I make my balls silky smooth? Silky smooth? Silky, silky smooth, smooth. <laughs> buddy. It's like a baby's butt. Buddy, I just want to be silky smooth. I fucking killed that. I just want to say I killed it. Like, I had some energy there, and I was into it. I was like, damn, this is awesome. Dude, yes. that's the first time it's like, 42 episodes that we've done of random uncensored that Mark had energy. Congratulations, Mark. He only, you. He, he yeah, only fumbled the ball up. once on one word. Yeah, I, I, I know. I was trying to hurry up. <laughs> I know what word you're talking about. Proprietary. Proprietary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> My, if I could, as Brian didn't have his microphone muted, he fucking giggled one time. I'm in the background, I heard. Oh, that. I did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. I did it on purpose. Yeah. I, 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 so I couldn't. I couldn't go off mute because it would have just steamrolled you with my fucking laughter, dude. <laughs> I I unmuted for one second just to get a laugh, and then unmuted again. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. <laughs> and I try to add my own, you know, my own little wrinkle into it, you know, whatever. Wrinkly balls or wrinkles. Yeah. Uh, you know the the dandruff on the on the pubes. Just try to sprinkle pube it all life. over that little pube life, little he- little head and shoulders. <laughs> Some head and shoulders. <laughs> little head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. <laughs> it's like on it's like on that movie waiting <laughs> I'm gonna put some salt on these this motherfucking steak <laughs> little garlic salt action <laughs> can i get all right so what movie? are we gonna do we gonna do some predictions what? here boys yeah we normally derek always loves to do predictions at the at the end of ramsock radio and i he always asks me what, what my prediction is and i'm not a fan of picking the the score of the game um, especially in this case, I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know if we're going to win the game or not. But that's why I, you're I actually guessing. think that's that, why you're guessing. yeah, I mean, when you don't, I mean, you can guess or whatever. I, Rams win fucking 24 to 17, but who knows? That's why, that's why I don't like picking it either because I'm a fan. Yeah. If I, I think I'm just going to 
you know, pick my team because I want my team to fucking win. Yeah. No, it's just like last week I picked us to win 31 to 17. Derek, yeah, that didn't Derek, happen. let's listen to this. Derek picked us to lose last week 28 to 10. Interesting. So he fucking. Well, Derek. Face. He went against the grain, <laughs> and he, he was he couldn't have been more wrong. And obviously, he was happy that he was wrong. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm picking the Rams to win twenty three seventeen. It's going to be a fucking grinded out game. It's going to be a lot on the ground. It's probably going to be low scoring early, and then somebody's going to fucking break it open a little bit. But it's going to be a one score come down to the last possession. I guarantee it. Cool. We'll be on the edge of our seats. The whole time. I want to share a little story about last week's game, too, before we go, guys. So me and Mark got to our seats, sat down. You know, we're in the section where a lot of season ticket holders sit off to the left side of the suites in 210A. And a lot of the fans there are, you know, they're all Ram fans and stuff. Well, this game, we're in row one right by the walkway where the rail is. And row two behind us was full of bears fans and normally it's the same ram fans every game that we see hey how you guys doing blah 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 they were all gone and it was all bears fans so they sold their tickets obviously so rams are on defense okay we're cheering we're yelling we're standing up we're doing our job and all of a sudden i get a tap on my shoulder (laughs) and i turn around it's the bears fans like hey man they're like hey really think you could sit down I looked, at, I looked at Paul and Angel and Mark first, and I just laughed, and they were like, uh-oh. And I turned around, and I was like, no, and I'm going to tell you why. If I was in Chicago right now at Soldier Fields as a guest, okay, and you were in front of me standing up cheering while my offense was on the field, would you be okay with me tapping you on the shoulder until you sit the fuck down? Probably not. So, enjoy the game. Welcome to Los Angeles. I'll sit down and relax and drink my beer when my team is on offense. And enjoy the rest of your day, motherfuckers. (laughs) 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 I looked at you and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) I scolded them like fucking children. And I basically told them, you're in my house. These are my rules. Eat a fucking dick or leave in a nice way, dude. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? I had Ram fans in season one, 2016 behind me, tell us to sit down. And I said, um... Yeah, let me explain something to you. Um, I I don't know shit about football, guys. I see you're wearing Rams jerseys. I appreciate that. Welcome, right? You're obviously a new fan. You don't understand football. You don't understand how it works. You stand up on defense and yell, and you sit down on offense and be quiet. That's called participation. Haven't you ever heard of the 12th man in Seattle? Every team has the 12th man, you fucking idiot. So if you want us to sit down... And act like we're at a baseball game. You can just take your ass home and watch NFL fucking Sunday ticket. Fuck out of here. And needless to say, the rest of the three seasons I was in those seats, they they started standing up. They had, you know, the guy um, a couple seats down. He had two little boys that were around the same age, probably like six or seven years old. And I, you know, I started picking them up and putting them on standing on their chairs. So they, I'm all, you guys can stand on the chairs. It's okay if your grandpa's okay with it. He's like, yeah, yeah. So they sit on the chairs, and I taught them how to cheer and when to cheer. And and before you know it, everybody's on the same page. But, man, it's an epidemic in Los Angeles. Everyone wants to just be fucking cool and show up just to say they were there and take fucking selfies and be a bunch of jerk-offs. Dude, our seats, just so you know, are the 
premium spot for people to stop, face us, and ask us to take selfies standing because the, the, the field's in the background. You can basically see everything, right? The torch, all of it. So even Brooke Cromer took a fucking selfie four seats away from us. And I, we must have been getting a beer or something, Mark, because we didn't see her. But she literally no. was, was in seat one facing the chairs taking pictures and putting them on Twitter. So even Brooke was doing it. So everyone does it. I saw seats, the pictures. Man. Yeah. I saw the pictures. So it's like, I it's just like, it's, 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 it's it. LA. It's the place to be. It's not Minnesota where the fans fucking are on point. Trust me. I was there. It was fucking phenomenal. Hey, one, day, one day when we grow up and we become real football fans, I want to be like those motherfuckers. So, <laughs> so Tommy, let me just piggyback off this for one, for one, and when we first came back, I did the same thing. I almost got in a fight with one of our fans because he asked me to sit down because his girlfriend couldn't see the game, and I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> but for two, I was a little bit fucking disappointed during the game on Sunday. The Rams were on offense, and the crowd started chanting L.A. Rams so loudly that we actually had a false start penalty while we were on offense because they were chanting L.A. Rams. I don't know if you guys were getting a beer during that or if you heard it, but... To the fans that are listening to go to the game, you don't fucking talk when we're on fucking offense. Fucking pins and needles, motherfuckers. That's all I got. No, you're right. <laughs> and, and and get off your lazy asses when we're on defense and stand up and cheer. We had, Dude, this was one of the worst home field advantages we've had since we moved back to L.A., and there was a lot of Ram fans, okay? It, yeah. there were, the, the Bears fans were 30%. At the most, and I'm being generous. Not okay? even. Not even. Exactly. Not maybe, even. Maybe twenty. Yeah. But dude, yeah. the Ram fans were th- so like it's like they all ate they're a handful lethargic. of gummies. Yeah, they're lethargic. They show up and like fucking zombies, just sitting there sipping on their beer and eating their stale fucking pretzel and just talking to each other and playing with their phone, looking at their fantasy football team. Get the fuck out of here with that noise, dude. You're at a football game. Stick your phone in your fucking pocket where it belongs for three hours. Drink a damn beer or something that tastes like gasoline and get up and yell until your fucking voice goes out. Give me a break, dude. Stop trying to be so fucking cool all the time. It's disgusting. Hey, by the way, um, if you guys look at a uh, tweet that uh, Rob sent out just a, a little bit ago, he said if you know the Lake, if uh, the Thunder score forty five on the Lakers in the second half, he changed that to sixty five. Uh, he said he'd get everybody a dollar, so I think he owes everybody a dollar. Everybody go look at his page and uh, just want to throw that one out there real quick. Uh, I, I really don't, don't know. Talk about that. I don't know but, who that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I want to what I want to talk about is <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. We met Jim Everett as we're getting a beer, or I was getting a beer. No, you met remember. Jim Everett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me yeah, and Brian, yeah, are, we've, we've me and Brian are bosom buddies with Jim already. Yeah. Well, but, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? No, no, no. But what I but what I do want to say is I want to give you a shout out because he basically called you the gift king and the king of edits and said he learned from the best. And dude, <laughs> you lit up like a Christmas tree, bro. That shit was awesome. Yeah, I was laughing, dude. I was yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and it was a- just by chance. It was just like you know you see him walking towards it was the restrooms right and through those doors. And I just kind of like, I just jump in front of him and like, Jim, what's up? And he's like, oh, Lark. <laughs> yeah, he knew, it's he hard knew you to were right him, away. He's a large man. Yeah, he is, no, he he's is. a large he shook man. His hand, shook his hand. And I mean, I, it wasn't the 
the greatest of handshakes on my part because his hand was so big. He's but. like shaking a ping pong paddle. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking big, well, right? Shout out shout out to Jim as well because he sent me a uh, signed jersey that I received in the mail today. Thank you, Jim. He did. That was yeah. awesome, Jim. That was really cool. Yeah, we'll definitely get him back on the show. He's so good to the fans, too. He treats everybody as an equal. He's just a fun, happy guy. And it's just yeah. great to have him around, dude. And and, and to, it's the guy that, you know, we grew up. That was our, you know, football. That was my football childhood hero. Brian, I think, can agree to that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So oh, yeah. to be able to break bread with him and chop it up and joke around is just, it's a dream come true. It's It's freaking awesome, dude. And the greatest thing about it is, is like he was like more stoked to see us than we might have been to see him. You know, like he was just like, "Wow!" Like you know, hey, let's take a picture. He yeah, asked he, us he, he does picture. that too. He'll push people out of the way, and he'll be like, yeah. "Get in here!" Like, let's do this. And he's just so yeah. fired up and so full of energy, man. It's just great. Yeah. And we're gonna take a picture one way, and he's like, "No, the lighting sucks that way. Let's do it this way." <laughs> it was- <laughs> Yeah, we had a great time. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to this Monday too, man. The Brian, you're going to be there, right? I will be there. I'm going to try to get there somewhere around two two thirty. I'm going to. That's that's my goal. What about you, Tommy? Yeah, I'll be there. Come straight to the parking lot. You know where to find us, man. You know where to find us. We'll be there. I'll probably be there around twelve thirty. Um, cracking them open. The high on Monday is 69 degrees, not 91 like last week. Yeah, no, so, it's not, it's not going to be warm. My bad, no. guys. I'm sorry. I it's, won't bring the heat with me next time. Yeah, because if Mark no, fucking drove out here, we'd be fucked. It'd be 90. He brought it. He brings it I'm, every uh, time he comes. I'm, I'm bringing the guy that brought the handle of Tito's to your uh, tailgate last, last weekend. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I don't know if you remember him or not. I don't. Oh, the, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. The guy that we met up with when I met you that day for like five minutes. No, no, no. He came over to the tailgate. Like I brought him over and I introduced you guys. I was like, "Hey, he's coming over. He's a Seahawks fan." And then oh yeah, brought yeah, a couple yeah, Bears yeah. fans yeah, with that's him. Right. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, he's no. I don't remember. <laughs> Just this Sunday. Just this Sunday. Just oh, yeah. oh yeah. He was a Seahawks fan. He, you know, he was he was pretty chill. Yeah, I don't remember. Sorry. Tommy has smoked a lot since then. <laughs> How many gummy bears have I eaten before bed and wake up still baked the next day going, what the fuck did I do? I, I, I ate one before we started the show. Maybe that's why I keep talking about my grundle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tommy. Here, here's an idea. You know, I'm gonna obviously be there in spirit with you guys, but there's also an option for me to actually kind of be there, but not really be there. I mean, you could always. You want to record a show? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. You could always just put me on Facetime and put me in the cup holder. Like I'll be chilling oh, right there next, next to you. I'll put you on. I'll bring my yeah. iPad and I'll put you on Facetime and just leave it on the table. <laughs> and people can just walk by and be like, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, where the fuck are you? <laughs> put, him, put him right next to the DJ so that he's just getting blared out by music the whole time. It just hears... Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. I gotta bust Vince's balls too when we every time we walk out of the tailgate and come you know, out of the game and come back to the tailgate after the game, win, lose, or draw, he plays the same fucking song every time and I'm gonna kick the shit out of his tailgate speaker if I hear that fucking song one more time. It was stuck in my head for three days this week and I was about to lose my shit. Julie said, Julie said, oh no. I can't, I can't, you know, it's frustrating as hell too, because we all come from different walks of life at our tailgate. We got black people, we got Hispanic people, we got white people, this and that. And you know, I, when I used to run the music, I used to mix it up, you know, just like I did at the Rams Twitter pool party. I had four to five different types of genres and they were rotated, you know, for a good eight hours worth of music. We we did a great job, right, Mark? Of, of yeah, no, making it diverse. I still, I the problem still is to that playlist. Being a musician, it really pisses me off when when the average music listener just pigeonholes themselves into whatever they like. And most of the time, it's fucking garbage. By the way, some top forty bullshit or some old, you know, I'm your puppet fucking cholo song. It's just it's ridiculous that people will listen to that shit nonstop, like the same five songs, and not even give anything else a chance. As soon as they hear a guitar, they have a fucking panic attack. I don't want to hear that shit, that fucking white people. Me- oh, whoa, whoa. Dude, getting a little racist now, aren't we? Hmm. What What do you mean, you people? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, you people? You hear distortion on a guitar and you have a panic attack? You don't want to hear that shit? Mm, uh, sounds a little racist to me. I'm still dying at the I'm your puppet. <laughs> oh, dude. Non fucking stop. I feel like I'm at Skate Depot in 19 fucking 80. Fucking seriously, dude? Non stop skating rink music. It's fucking. Oh, my. I just want to pull the three hairs I have left out of my goddamn head. Julie's making fun of you so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can she hear us? Should see the look on your face. Oh yeah, I got you on speakerphone. You should just hear the fucking see the look on her face. Hi, Julie. Hi, hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I guess we'll see you for the Seahawks game. <laughs> oh yeah, you will see. Her. You will see her for the Seahawks game, and hopefully, she is mighty sad. A house divided. Only fair. <laughs> All right, boys, we should wrap this up. Yeah, man. Hey, it's good to be back, everybody. Uh, We ain't going anywhere. Contrary to popular belief, you motherfuckers, we ain't going nowhere. We back and better than ever. So having said that. So having said that, boys, uh, it's great to be back. It's great to be back on the air with you guys. And we will be back next week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll talk to you later. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. 
Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.